Well, it's always great to go out to Lubbock, Texas, and be joined by a friend of the show, Jared Johnson. He does a great job as the publisher of InsideTheRedRaiders.com, everything you need. When it comes to Texas Tech, you can find on that website. I'm Pete Mundo, of course, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We cover the Big 12 Conference from top to bottom. And the Big 12 gets conference play underway this weekend. We had that one game last week, TCU-Houston, but really it starts this weekend. And when you look at this weekend, um, one of the most intriguing games of the weekend is Texas Tech and West Virginia. Two teams uh, that, you know, you look at and you say to yourself, okay, I'm not quite sure what they are. Texas Tech was a team a lot of us would thought w- would compete for a, well, Big 12 championship. But they're one and two. They lost the opener to Texas, not Texas State. They lost the opener to Wyoming. Baylor lost to Texas State. There's been so many bad Big 12 losses, you can't keep track of them at this point. And then, of course, they lost to Oregon in week two. They get a win uh, last week. So, Jarrett, welcome in. Thanks for being here. Uh, I just asked you off air if people are freaking out in Lubbock. You confirm that they are. So uh, what's the concern right now, the biggest concern? Yeah, well, first off, uh, Pete, thanks for having me on, man. I always love uh, joining Heartland, joining you on uh, on your show. You, y'all do a great job. But, yeah, you know, of course, uh, I'm ultimately I'm thankful that – uh, fans react the way they do, whether it be way over positive or way too dramatically negative. But the fact is, yes, expectations were very high coming into the season for Texas Tech. Uh, they finished the game on a four-game winning streak, wins over you know a much better, much improved Kansas program, Iowa State there in Ames, Oklahoma in the regular season finale, and then they really uh, – uh, beat Ole Miss more thoroughly than the score would suggest in the Texas Bowl. So, and, and a lot of guys returned. Uh, a lot of starters returned, a lot of veterans, and almost the entire coaching staff. So expectations were very high, I think for good reason, but uh, it has not been the start that uh, everybody was expecting, or at least most people were expecting, including myself. The loss at Wyoming after Texas Tech – I mean, they jumped out to a 17 to nothing lead in the first quarter, and you're thinking, hey, this is what we were looking for. And then they only score three more regular season or uh, uh, regulation points, points of regulation, and then in overtime, you know, they lose to Wyoming, to a, a team you got to tip the cap to. Wyoming really came and took that game. It wasn't a fluke or anything like that. They, uh, they you know, they deserved that win by the way they played uh, over those final three quarters and in, in overtime. And then, you know, quite honestly, they, they played Texas uh, pretty tough in Austin. It was a tie game until the Longhorns ran away with it with 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Of course, they were coming off the letdown from beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa. But still, Wyoming perhaps is better than what we thought. But uh, And then Oregon, Tech played Oregon tough, but they – four turnovers. They were negative four in the turnover battle against a very good Oregon team. So that was – you know, that's hard to overcome even at home. And then they handled their business against Tarleton State, which, you know, they I mean, that had to happen. And in terms of what the fans are – to answer your question, what fans are freaked out the most about, well, it's probably the uh, regression of play by quarterback Tyler Shuck. He uh, started all four of those wins to end the, la- uh, the regular season or the end the season last year. And, you know, six-year senior, was a highly touted recruit, all that. Um, MVP of the Texas Bowl, went over Ole Miss. But he has been inconsistent at best. 
I mentioned the four turnovers. Uh, that was, I mean, there were interceptions and fumbled by him uh, against Oregon. He also uh, didn't play great against Wyoming, nor Tarleton State, quite honestly. Uh, he was not good against Tarleton State, even though Tech won. So that's the biggest concern, but there are other concerns. The offensive line and a lack of pass rush is the biggest surprise to me, to be quite honest. So what do you, you know, I was going to go to the quarterback next. I mean, is it Tyler Shuck's job uh, for the foreseeable future? Do you think he's on some thin ice as we start conference play with Baron Morton waiting in the wings? How's that shaping up right now? Yeah, that is the question that's dominating the message boards, you know, uh, right now with Texas Tech. Shuck, what's crazy is during that winning streak last year, he came back from injury and he played with reckless abandon. He kind of just threw caution to the wind and just played football. And he's talented, you know, he's a big dude, he's fast, got a good arm. But uh, somewhere along the line this year, he 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 lost some of that confidence. He's been inaccurate. He has been uh, what I how I describe it as a half count slow in like just the way he's playing, the way he's going through his progressions, uh, making his decisions, his throws, his even his his uh, throwing motion looks different. Uh, so there's a lot going on with him. And Barry Morton, on the other hand, does not lack for confidence at all. <laughs> he is your the quintessential gunslinger, West Texan native. Very talented, former four-star recruit, League 11 finalist, all, you know, all those things. Got a little bit of seasoning last year with mixed results as a redshirt freshman. Came in uh, last week, which the coaches said it was, you know, they they had scheduled to get him playing time in the second half against Charleston State. But he threw three touchdowns, one interception, and uh, looks pretty good. But I, the coaches will tell you it's all Tyler Shuck. He's the guy. He's the guy. And they're playing kind of damage control. But the fans, of course, uh, are clamoring for Baron Morton. They want to see what Texas Tech, you know, what they have in him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like I said, uh, Lubbock native, West Texas native, doesn't lack for confidence. And I think people are frustrated with what they've seen with Tyler Shuck so far this season. Yeah, understandably so, as you noted. So, uh, Jared, i got to ask you about something that's that's just on my mind. But I'm not following this team day-to-day like you are. Uh, but we saw it happen uh, in some big spots, one big spot in particular in the second half, fourth quarter, uh, against Oregon. And we know that Joy McGuire likes to do this uh, going back to last uh, season, but you know where I'm going. Going for it on fourth and two inside your own 35-yard line. What? How How do they explain those kinds of decisions? Yeah, he, he explained. I actually asked him about it uh, in the postgame presser, and – you know, he said analytics that the book, his magic number basically told him it, it was the right time and place and situation to go for it. Now, uh, he, he told me in the off season, you know, you mentioned like last year, they won some games or, you know, that they've shown that they'll do this. They're, they're about as aggressive as anybody in the country there. You know, there's some games they won using the analytics and aggressive nature going for on fourth down that they probably wouldn't have if they hadn't. The win over Texas stands out last year. I believe they were like six for seven on fourth down in that game or something crazy like that. Uh, I'm not sure if that's exactly right, but that's close. And, uh, you know, but I, that was the one against Oregon. And hindsight's twenty twenty. but I thought that at the time, like this is a mistake, you know, going mm-hmm. for it when they, <laughs> when they didn't 
you know, bring in the special team, the punting team and everything. I'm like, this is a mistake right here. And then they didn't get it. Of course, it was a mistake. And ultimately, it, I mean, I think they held Oregon to a field goal, but still, it just you could just feel the air come out of the stadium at the Jones, Jones AT&T Stadium in, in Lubbock. And, you know, I, since they went on to lose, that was something that the whole fan base said, what is he doing? You know, why? And they were saying it at the time. It wasn't just because of the loss, but definitely after the loss. And, you know, he stands by the, the, the analytics. And I don't know if sometimes he just says, you know, I, I, I believe him. Don't get me wrong. I believe when McGuire says the numbers say go, the book says go, we're going to go. But I think sometimes it's pretty close to 50-50. And maybe, um, you know, that's a time where you say, you know what, let's punt and play defense. We have one of the best punters in the country, or at least in the Big 12, maybe in the country. Let's and then let's see if our defense can come up with a turnover or compete. You know, keep keep Oregon from scoring there in that situation. Yeah, but I mean, do you rely? I I get it. If you got a top tier defense, what is there to suggest that they've yeah. got that in Lubbock? Nothing, as far as I can no, tell. No, they don't. No, no, no. I wouldn't say a top tier defense at all. I say they have a defense that will compete. They have some good, veteran players who have made plays out again. You mentioned their aggressive nature. Uh, they don't get it sometimes when they come forward on fourth down. Yeah. They put their defense in a lot of tough situations. And, look, the last, I mean, let's say this this century, Tech hasn't been known for defense. It's the high-flying offense. And, I mean, there have been times where they literally had the worst defense in all college football. I mean, and I would stand by that since I've been here. That's not what they have here. They don't have the doomsday defense or anything close to that. I'm not suggesting that. But they have a defense that can be competitive in terms of maybe we shouldn't go for it on fourth and two on our own 33 with, you know, clinging to a one-score lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's that's my point. You know, they have you know they have uh, preseason all-conference defensive tackle in Jalen Hutchings and another good defensive tackle in Tony Bradford. Those guys have played like – have started like 80 games combined, made a lot of plays for Texas Tech. They have a borderline All Big Twelve safety in Dadrian Taylor Demerson. They have some pretty good corners. Uh, Malik Dunlap came up with two interceptions last week, and you know was a uh, second team All Big Twelve performer according to the coaches last year. So I mean they have some some pieces on defense. They have some guys who can compete uh, to to suggest that maybe at times uh, in certain situations, if it's close to 50, 50 on the numbers, go ahead and punt the ball and play, play defense. It's just, it's just my point. Mm-hmm. Jared Johnson's joining us inside the Red Raiders does a great job, uh, covering them. So now West Virginia this weekend, you know, a scrappy West Virginia team who, uh, beat Pitt last week. I don't think Pitt's any good, but still it's a big rivalry <laughs> win. And, uh, now you get big 12 play underway. So when you look at this game, what concerns you from a Texas tech perspective? Well, I think, for one, I would say West Virginia's strength will probably be its defensive front. And one of Tech's biggest weaknesses is its offensive line. So that's that's a potential big problem, especially if they get pressure on Chuck, if he continues to turn the ball over. I mean, to me, that's the, the biggest way I see West Virginia winning, is if Tech continues to like lose the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. Uh on the other hand, West Virginia, you know, they're going to want to run the football again and again. I actually think Texas Tech can hold up in that, in that area. 
um, as long as they're not consistently put in, in, in bad positions. Now, West Virginia is going to win some of those battles in the running game. Don't get me wrong. But I do think Tech on defense up front, I mentioned some of the players, uh, can, can hold their own, compete enough if the offense takes care of the football and does what it's supposed to. So I, I think West Virginia is, like you said, uh, cagey. You know, they're, they're a tough team. Um, yeah, perhaps Pitt isn't very good. But, hey, man, that's on their schedule. It's a big rival. They handled their business. So I respect that. They're playing at home. Tech's won four in a row in this series, so you know they want to win this game. I think Neil Brown's 0-4. Uh, he's former Texas Tech offensive coordinator. So you know he's going to want this win. I think it would be important for him. But Texas Tech needs this <laughs> for its season after the one and two start. They they need to uh, they need to beat West Virginia this week. It's it's very important for uh, the season and the program. I agree. I mean, if they lose this week and you're one and three for a team that some of us thought would be competing for a Big Twelve title appearance at the end of the season, I, I like I think Joey McGuire's the guy. I, there's there's no doubt in my mind about that. But would would a loss be the thing to at least trigger some kind of a big change, whether it's quarterback or something along those lines? I mean, I, I imagine, and you tell me if if I'm wrong when I say Joe McGuire is as beloved um, in Texas Tech in Lubbock as he has been since day one. But you get a loss this weekend, that'll start to maybe change the conversation just a hair. Uh, you're starting to get some pushback, basically because of what you said. You know, I mean, he hyped. Uh, the team a lot, you know, he, he didn't shy away from those expectations at all. He perpetuated that and, th- and that's fine as long as you deliver. And so there has been some uh, frustration with, with, with that, with the start after all the, all the talk. And then, yeah, the, some of the aggressive play that hasn't worked out. So there's been some pushback. Now, do I think Joey McGuire is in trouble at all? No. Uh, he's doing a great job recruiting. I agree with you. I think he's a perfect fit for Texas Tech. I think he was a great hire. I think he's going to do great things. But just in terms of this season, yes, as I mentioned, they, I mean, they've beaten West Virginia four times in a row. Then following week, Houston comes to town. Now, I know this is, they're, they've just joined the Big 12, but Tech has been playing them a lot. I mean, they played them just last year. I think Tech has won five in a row in that series in like 10, 10 of 11. So really, you, I know it's week to week. College football, football in general is week to week. But really, just because we're media, we could step back and look at it. Tech needs to win these next two games to just stay where it's been. Forget mm-hmm. moving forward like we all predicted, but just to stay where they're at and be like, okay, now Texas Tech is actually in the season. Let's see what they can do against the, the, the remaining uh, opponents. They, they have to win these two games. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important. If they don't, if they lose one of those, either one, then, yeah, there'll be some pushback with McGuire, but I don't think he's anywhere near being in any trouble. Now, in terms of quarterback, yeah, I think uh, – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Barry, Barry Morton this, this week. If Tech is in trouble, if Shucks is turning the ball over, I think it'll be time for Barry Morton to, to go in. Uh I think they'll have no choice. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with that. Now, you look around the Big 12. I mean, who do you think right now, do you say Texas because of the Alabama win, but they struggled with Wyoming, and, you know, you know all too well about struggling with Wyoming. So, like, the Big 12 (laughs) looks as wide open as any, Jarrett. How do you see this league shaping up right now as we get set to begin conference play this weekend? 
Yeah, I mean, Tech, Baylor, I'm not sure about TCU because, I mean, Colorado seems pretty good. Uh, how good are they? I don't, you know, it's still pretty early, but they're the most talked about program in the country right now. You know, TCU lost to them, but so we'll have to see what they have. But Baylor, Oklahoma State, Tech, uh, all haven't looked that great. But, you know, Kansas State, I mean, nobody seems to talk about them a lot, and they just win a lot. I know they haven't been – they've looked pretty good this year. Let's put it that way. They've handled their business. I'm interested to see what they do in Big 12 play. But I right now, Texas, Kansas State, we'll have to see what Oklahoma is exactly as well. Uh, so maybe they could do some things. But those are the three teams that really stand out to me. I mean, Iowa State, eh. Uh, who am I missing? West Virginia is not, you know, no. they're – no. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I didn't write down every Kansas, team. I mean, Kansas was yeah. pretty Kansas was pretty good. I mean, I think they're top half of the Big 12 this year. I agree. To be honest, uh, I really like their coaching staff. Yes. You know, they, what they've done in a short time is – is um, is admirable so i like their quarterback play so yeah i, I think kansas is top half the big 12 uh ucf you know uh we'll have to see with them too i think it's just so early but you know the texas school is disappointing you know houston doesn't you know hadn't look very good um so yeah the texas schools other than ut have been pretty disappointing Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. And that's a good way to wrap it with Jared Johnson. Inside the Red Raiders does great work covering Texas Tech. Be sure to check those guys out for everything happening in Lubbock. Uh, we'll be watching this weekend. Jared Johnson, always great to have you on, my friend. Appreciate the time. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for being on Heartland College Sports. Hey, Pete, I really enjoyed it. Anytime, man. We hope you enjoyed it. Before you leave, take uh, 30 seconds out. Leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't yet. Uh, as I noted, I wanted to get to 700 ratings on iTunes by um, Halloween. And I think I need, like, we need 15 to 20? You guys are killing it. I 17, that's the number. Can you take 30 seconds out and leave a five-star on the podcast and make sure you're subscribed? And then if you want the Heartland College Sports Koozie, all you got to do is also leave a review and then send me a screenshot to uh, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'll get you that free Heartland College Sports koozie. You guys are the best. 683 is the number. Can we get to 700 by the end of the month? I said Halloween. Forget that. I'm thinking the next uh, week and a half. You guys are killing it for us. Thank you so much. It really does mean the world to me. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.